This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Every day, life on this earth can sometimes be a very scary thing. Social unrest, financial uncertainty, wars among nations, climate change, and in this century, threats of pandemic diseases make simply getting up with joy in our hearts a much more difficult thing to do. Surely, God has a protection plan in place for His children. In His unique three-day series entitled, The Protection Promises of Psalm 91, Pastor Ray searches one of his favorite scriptures concerning God as our refuge and fortress. King David identified this beautiful and mysterious place as the secret place of the Most High. But we'll find that the secret place is not a secret at all. In fact, every Christian has the right to enter in, where the Lord will hear their prayer and give His angels charge over everything they do. Pastor invites you now to join him in discovery of God's divine protection plan in that secret place of Psalm 91. I think it's really important, and I feel like a, as a, a duty as a pastor, to keep the people under my charge and my care, the ones that God has called to this house to be under this teaching and under my spiritual leadership, to keep you spiritually aware and sharp, accurate, attentive, and very, very alert, because we live in a very evil serious day. And it's interesting that the day is becoming more serious, seriously evil. But it seems to me, and I might be wrong, and maybe it's just my own judgment, but it seems to me that the church is becoming, as the world is becoming more seriously evil, the church is becoming less serious and much more complacent and much more aloof in so many different ways. And, and really, we're at a time where we need to be as sharp and as attentive and aware as we have ever been before in our lives. You see, God has programmed us with the Holy Spirit that lives within us, that we ought to be able to sense and know when danger, when trouble when serious situations are about to take, you know, occur or happen or break hold in our lives. Amen. And I mean, I watch the news, you watch the news, and every day you're hearing of another, another tragedy. There are crazy things that are happening every single day. And every time I see it, you know, it can do, you too, every time you see it, it can do one of two things. It could either strike fear in your heart and cause you to curl up and lock yourself in the house, or it could say, I'm going to rise above this and take authority over the evil in the name of Jesus and be a person of faith and a person who lives and walks by the word and this evil will not come against me. We folks can have the confidence in God and in his word that no evil shall come against us. 
It may be happening all the way around us, but it doesn't have to come near us. Now, some may call this radical faith. Well, welcome to Living Word because you have entered into a house of radical faith. And for some of us, it's time for our faith to be awakened. And for some of us, it's time for us to get up on our heels because a lot of the garbage that's going on in your life and the things that, the, uh, that have happened is, is not God. It's the hand of the devil himself trying to mess you up, trying to mess up your life, mess up your family, mess up your future, mess up your blessings, mess up the things that God is trying to bring into your life. The enemy is trying to prevent it. He's trying to shake you up. Well, church, it's time for us as the believers in the Lord Jesus Christ with the authority of the name of Jesus, with the power of the Holy Spirit to start shaking the devil up. And to say, I will not have any of this in my life. You got to start looking beyond. You see, we get so waylaid. You got to look at the stuff that goes on. And, and, and identify the enemy's handprint, paw print, whatever you want to say, hoof print. You got to identify that and take authority over it in the name of Jesus. So we as believers ought to walk fearlessly in this life. We ought to walk courageously. We ought to we ought not be afraid of any challenge. We ought not be afraid of, of people. We ought not be afraid of the day that we live in. We ought to be wise as Jesus taught us. He said, be as wise as a serpent, but as gentle as a dove. So we live in this day and the Bible talks so much about our authority, our power, that we have authority. And Psalm 91, if you've not been in Psalm 91, you ought to be there all the time reminding yourself, confessing over your life, speaking over your life, all of the promises, all of the wonderful promises that are contained in this awesome Psalm 91. Because we live in a very, very evil day. But I, I, I put my heart on this. Even though we live in an evil day, I'm not going to stop living. Just because I live and we live in an evil time doesn't mean that I'm going to hold back enjoying my life and doing the things that I want to do and getting on airplanes and flying around. I refuse. But you, when, when you go forth, you must go forth in the authority and the power and the recognition that you can take control over the very things around you by the name of Jesus. Yes. Amen. Because God is with you. God has given you the authority. God has promised us over and over again how he will protect us and watch over us and be with us. So what do we have to fear? We have nothing to fear. Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. Everybody say refuge. And my fortress, my God, in him I will trust. So the very opening uh, verses, or the very two verses of Psalm 91, very, very powerful. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Well, what comes after verse 1 is a bunch of promises and a bunch of things that God promises you. But it all hangs on this condition that you dwell in the secret place of the Most High. If you're not dwelling with God, 
Now, God most certainly dwells in you as a believer, but we're not always, even though he's in us, we're not always really dwelling with him because often we're distracted, often our prayer life is hindered. And you see what happens when you get distracted and your prayer life gets hindered and your word time starts to get hindered, what happens is what happens. Your sensitivity to spiritual things starts to go down. You start to become desensitized or, or, you, or, or less sensitive to the voice and to the movement of the Holy Spirit and the direction of the Holy Spirit. He who dwells in the city, so it, it's, it's living and it's abiding in his presence every single day of our lives. And we connect when you're, you're doing your job, whether you're a laborer, whether you work at a desk or you, you travel, whatever you do for a living, you're constantly connecting and talking to the Lord, seeking him, looking for his uh, his advice, looking for his direction, looking for his prompting. It's a communication that we, we have all day long. He who dwells in that secret place of the Most High, then it says, shall abide or shall live under the shadow of the Almighty. That means that you're going to live under the anointing of God. How many of us go to work all day, you know, we, we work all day long, spend a whole day at work, we're frustrated, we're aggravated, we're irritated, all kinds of things happen. And we come home at night, we're tired, we're hungry, we just want to watch our, our shows at night and go to bed. And we spend the entire night, but we have not communicated with God. We have not taken the time to dwell in the secret place, to get alone with Him, to, to just bear our heart. Sometimes you just talk to God. It's the most awesome thing when you just get into that secret place and, and you see, even there's a perverted side of this whole thing, of God's truth. I was listening to one of the programs the other day um, on TV, and they were talking about how to deal with stress. And now the big thing in the world is they tell everybody to meditate. <laughs> meditate. If you meditate, it relieves stress. Proven, you know, I guess, I don't know, that's what they say. Just meditate. I'm thinking, what on earth are these people meditating on? What you're meditating on is going to determine who you're going to become and what you're going to believe and what's going to, what's going to you know, evolve and come out of your life. So just to tell somebody to go meditate, but you see, that's a perverted side because the devil, you know, teach you to go meditate on beautiful thoughts. I'm not telling you to go meditate on beautiful thoughts. I'm telling you to go meditate on the love and the mercy and the word of God. He dwells in the secret place of the Most High. You see, you got to know how to get into the secret place. When life is rough, you got to know how to disconnect and get into the secret place. When things are not going right, you got to know how to disconnect and get into the secret place. Because it's only in the secret place where you're going to find the anointing of God that's going to refresh you, revitalize you, invigorate you, pick you up, and help you to move on. You got to learn how to find the secret place of God. Everybody's got to get into the secret place of God. You see, if you're just going day in and day out, hurry, you know, hurry, scurry all day long, man, you're never taking the time to access that secret place. In that secret place, it's quiet. In that secret place, it's peaceful. In that secret place, you see, when you go into the secret place of the Most High, you got to leave all of the troubles, the problems, the voices, all of that stuff on the outside and just go into the secret place with God and say, whatever it is, God, and God wants to talk with you and discuss with you whatever's on your heart for that moment or for that day. God, right now, you know, I got these issues going on, but I'm coming into the secret place 
Because I know it's only through my communion with you that I will be refreshed, renewed, and restored. He who dwells in the secret place. See, See, the difference between people who walk in the anointing and just dabble in the anointing, the difference is the people who walk in the anointing have learned to access and stay in the secret place of the Most High. And this is not spooky. This is not super spiritual. You can be normal and still access the secret place and still walk in the, and still be normal, not kooky. We don't, I don't have to prove anything to anybody, right? All I need to do is, is know how to get into that place for myself so that I can get wisdom, strength, refreshing, direction. You know, often, you know, we, we have to make important decisions in our lives. And, and sometimes I say, well, you know, well, I prayed about it. Well, yeah, but did you get into the secret place of the Most High where you shut down all of what your brain's telling you, all what people are saying to you, all what your situation is speaking to you, all the negative stuff, even all the positive stuff, and you just get into the secret place where you and God alone where he can just grab hold of you. And, you know, we talk about hearing the voice of God, but God doesn't always or normally speak to us in an audible voice. I've never audibly heard God's voice. Most people don't. But he speaks to our heart. And it will happen when we learn to get into that secret place. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You're going to walk in the anointing. Man, when trouble comes, you're walking above it. When, when your heart feels heavy, you're not going to be able to stay there. God's going to pick you up and bring you above the heaviness. All the signs, come on, this is a house of radical faith. Come on. Are you with me? We're living radically for Jesus. We're going sh- to show the world how faith works and how this stuff is not just something written in a book. This is living. This is alive with power and it's going to work because we have chosen to work it in our lives. When oppression comes, when depression comes, you're going to walk above it, man, because you've learned to access the secret place. It's not hard. It's just a matter of shutting down your brain, shutting down all the voices and the words and all the things that you hear. And just accessing, going into that place where you commune with God. See, oftentimes, and I've done this too, we go in with our lists and we go in with all of our complaints and we go in with all of our stuff. But sometimes you've got to leave all of that outside. Just come. Just come into his presence. You're going to find out, you're going to find such marvelous peace. And it's amazing how God will start to give you answers. That's right. to things that maybe you didn't even know you needed answers for. You're going to come out of there like, whoa, I just got some wisdom, didn't even know I needed that wisdom. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. And you see, for Christians, a secret place is no secret. It, it's your secret place. It's not, it's not a secret that we can't find out. We know what it is, coming into the presence. Of, but that's the secret. That's the place where we, where we hide, where we are covered, where we refresh and recharge our batteries, our spiritual batteries. So he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow or the anointing. See, it's, it's, it's just the anointing, folks, that you need. It's just the anointing that you need. 
What, what happened? Now you see the shadow. Let, let's just use this. Now, the shadow um, refers to the power of God that can bring forth miracles. So you see the shadow connects the idea of the thought of power doing miraculous things. Whoa, come on church. Talking about the impossible becoming possible because I'm in the secret place and and I'm I'm being covered by the shadow or by the anointing of God. It's the anointing that breaks and destroys the yokes of bondage. Come on, are you with me? So he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. See, God wants us to walk in the anointing. Doesn't want us to only know about the anointing. So many of us, we know about the anointing. We've taught, we can give the verses about the anointing. We even believe that we're anointed, but we don't walk in the anointing. You see, he says, he who abides he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow or shall live under the anointing of God. You're one that's going to do the impossible. That's why it pays to serve, to follow, and love, and obey God. It pays because you're going to walk in a strong anointing, right? So he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord. Now, the Bible teaches us here that we're supposed to say something. This is what you ought to be saying. All right, thank you for the four and a half. I'll give you five amens on that one. All right. <laughs> I will say of the what are you saying about God? Let me ask you that tonight. What are you saying of the Lord? What is, what is coming out of your mouths about God and who He is and who He is to you and, what, and, and how does He relate to your future? What, do, what are you saying about God? Because I've heard people say all kinds of crazy things about God. You know, when trouble comes, why is God doing this to me? God isn't doing... Is that what you're going to say of God? Why is God doing this to me? That means to tell me that you haven't been in the secret place because if you get in the secret place of the Most High and you hang out there for a while and you get into this Word and you start reading this Word, you're going to find out that, that God is not the, the source of your trouble, but He's the source of your help. Amen. What are you saying about God? What are you saying about the Lord? Some of you better change your confession and what you're saying about God. I, I've said this to people. Well, you know, Praise the Lord, brother. I'm just praying, you know, God's blessing over your life. And they, this is what they say of the Lord. Well, I hope so. Is that what you're saying of God? Man, you, you better say the right things about God because what you say is ultimately what you're going to have in your life. It's what's going to come to pass. So he says here, he says in verse 2, I will say of the Lord. In other words, this is what my confession of who God is. This is what I'm going to say about God. I'm going to declare this over my life. I will say of the Lord. You ready? This is what he says. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. He's not your God. He's not that person's God. He's not just God way up in heaven somewhere. He's not an unrelated, distant, disconnected God. He's my God, my personal Savior. This is what I'm going to say of the Lord. He is my refuge, not just your refuge, not just a refuge to those he chooses to be. He is my refuge. This is what I'm going to say about my Lord, my God. He is my refuge. 
He belongs to me. He, now, now, this word refuge, love this word refuge. Ready? What is a refuge? It's a cliff or other lofty place. Better said, an inaccessible place. It's a high fort or tower. Ready? A place of defense. Listen, here's a better one. A safe haven. To defend and to protect. So when the Bible says, when the Bible says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He's saying that he is my shelter. He is my protection. He's my defense. Come on. He's putting me in an inaccessible place where the devil can't get me, where people can't get me, where no harm can come near me. Ah, ah, come on. He says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. So when, when everything starts crashing in, you got to start saying, he is my refuge. He is my hiding place. He is my inaccessible place. He's picking me up and putting me in a place where nothing can come near me. No, no harm can come near me. That's what a refuge is. He is my God. He is my refuge to defend, to protect. Psalm 9, 9. So I, I wanted to just really kind of highlight 61 references in the, in the, in the Bible, the New King, King James Version of the word refuge. 61 times God is referred to as a refuge. Now listen, let me just give you this last verse, write it down. There's so many, there's 60, uh, 61 references. I, go read them. They're great, everyone. But let me just give you this one last verse, real simple, write it down. Proverbs 18.10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. That would be another way of saying that he's a refuge. He's a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. When, when, when the trouble comes, don't you run? Man, you're a run to the safe place. Run to the tower. Run to the high place. Run to God and know that he'll pick you up and he'll put you in an inaccessible place where the trouble cannot come near you, where the disaster will not overflow you, where nothing will hurt you when you run to God. Too many people run away from God. Man, you run to the Lord with all of your might. You ought to run there every day of your life and say, God, I want to live in this secret place. I want to live under the shadow of the Almighty. And I'm going to walk in the anointing of God every day of my life. Come on, somebody. Shout amen and glory to the name of Jesus. No trouble's going to bring me down. Nothing's going to, nothing, no, nothing, nothing, nothing is going to cause you harm, irreversible harm. Even if it brings harm, God will reverse it. Glory. The name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous will run into it. Hallelujah. Come on, let's stand to our feet tonight. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com. 